You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Hey, it's Steve here. Are you serious about hunting or self-defense? Well, starting in 1996, XS Sights took proven dot-the-eye sight pictures from firearms used on African safaris and applied that methodology to modern defensive handguns, all made in America and trusted by industry leaders. Meat Eater listeners can get an exclusive discount on the XS Sites website. So just go to xssites.com and use code MEATEATER at checkout for 25% off. XS Sites, the fastest sites in any light. It's a Meat Eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newart, and today we're joined by special guest Dustin Huff, who killed the biggest whitetail buck in America, and Mark Kenyon, who did not. (laughs) (laughs) You're really proud of that line, aren't you? Very proud of that. (laughs) He was laying in bed a couple nights ago. You woke up. I got it. Just started laughing. I got it. Dustin and Mark, welcome to the show. In addition to those folks, we got Steve, Hayden, Cal, Brody, Corinne, and Giannis. Dustin and Mark, how you guys feel about trivia? I'm fired up about it. Yeah? I'm ready. Yeah. I got an announcement to make. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. From now on, instead of talking about how many times someone won, mm-hmm. it's your your batting average, your percentage. So it's blank at blank percent. So it's like how many, you know what I'm saying? The percentage of times you've played that you've won. What am I trying to say? Yeah. yeah batting average. Yeah, the percent. What's your success rate? Your success rate. You because the way you're doing it is stupid. <laughs> well, you're really not going to like. Remember, like, Clay played one time, mm-hmm. but he, and he, he got a win. So you're like, Clay won once. Well, it's like, doesn't tell the full story because Clay's 100%. I think folks Yeah, recognize. but you also need, like, a pool to draw on. Like, if you only play one time, that's not really yeah, a it's full not, story. Yeah, it's not. You're right. It's not percent. It's one for blank. There you go. Because that way people can go like, okay, he had a lucky day. Yeah. But like when it was me, it'd be like, he's like 90 for 100. Wow. Or whatever I'm at. Then mm-hmm. that like really tells the story. So just got to do Vegas odds for... That's my announcement. Go on. Now, if you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions born out of Meat Eaters for Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. 
And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And here's Steve's favorite part. Steve has won five times. Brody's won four. Giannis has won two. Clay, Seth, Corinne, and Chester have each won once. But Corinne didn't win once. That was a cheat. That was the April Fool's Day joke. Listen, I gave you both a victory, and I'm maintaining that. I, I feel strongly that Corinne gets a victory. Oh, okay, Steve so and I are just going to start cheating. But you should say, like, <laughs> you, you could be like, uh, because you haven't implemented my thing, you could be like, and Dustin's never won. <laughs> can, I go- can I Google the answers? <laughs> no, you can't do anything like that. <laughs> oh, shoot. Dustin's never won. <laughs> Dustin's never won. <laughs> now we have two surprises to announce before we get to trivia. Here's the first one. Phil, you got a, a drum roll over there? Uh, it'll be in the show. All right. <laughs> drum roll happen. <laughs> Meat Eater Trivia is going to become a weekly podcast. Woo! (laughs) So what's that mean? Every Wednesday going forward until I run out of trivia questions, we are going to be releasing new episodes of Meat Eater Trivia right here on the Meat Eater Podcast feed, and I'm absolutely thrilled about it. I love hosting these and coming up with questions, but to make these episodes great on a weekly basis, I'm going to need a lot of help from listeners. So here's my plea. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Every email you guys send is much appreciated. Yeah, and, and uh, I'll point out that now that it's weekly and I, and it's going to occur when I'm not there, I have been sending Spencer great questions for when I'm not in the room. He so other players in the room here can say, hey, when I'm not around, here's a doozy. That's right. We will even... Uh, and I sent gold. We'll even acknowledge when we I get a Steve gold. question. I sent gold. So first announcement, Media Trivia happening weekly. Here's a second announcement, and this is a surprise that no one in the room knows except for me. Sitting in front of Brody on the podcast table under a blanket is a giant object that we're about to reveal. You guys have any guesses as to what it might be? Picture mm. of the Huff Buck. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing mm. else? Is it something we talked about in the past? Well, no. it's got to have to, it's got to. Have something to do with meat eater trivia. So think game, game show accessory is what I'm going to go with. Am I close? It's a scoreboard. A carving. We're on, the, we're on the right track. Hit us with another drum roll, Phil. We got two of them. All right. Reveal for us, Brody, what we have. Don't break it. This is a custom meat eater trivia trophy. Oh, my. oh look at wow. that. Game on, wow. suckers. Wow. Now, it was that built by nice. podcast listener Ed Newman. Ed is never won. <laughs> Zero percent. Three, four. Wow. Four times. This was built by podcast listener Ed Newman. Ed is the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics coordinator and engineering design and development master teacher at Belleville High School in Wisconsin. Ed created this trophy with the help of some students in one of the manufacturing classes he teaches. Here is Ed to tell us more about that process. A few months back, I was listening to Meat Eater Trivia with my son when I thought that you mugs needed a trophy. So I sent a message to Spencer, and he told me he loved the idea, and we began the collaborative secret project immediately. The process for creating the trophy started by using a live-edge slab of hemlock that was harvested from a buddy's property in northern Wisconsin. On the front of the trophy, you'll find an updated scoreboard for each member of the crew. The back of the trophy has a list of conservation organizations that you may choose to donate to. The base of the trophy has the meat eaters four pillars, and the bottom of the trophy has a message from me to the crew, as well as the latitude and longitude of where the tree came from. 
Pockets on the trophy were cut with a CNC router making chips at 20,000 revolutions per minute. The orange game on suckers is an epoxy inlay that I did by hand. All other text and graphics were engraved or cut using a laser engraver. Some of my current students got in on the fun and helped with laser engraving, installing magnets, and post-production work on game pieces. I've also videoed the entire process so that future classes can see how many steps go into finishing a major project like this. After two full months of working on the trophy, it was ready to travel from Wisconsin to Montana. Now, I've worked on a lot of projects, but nothing like this. I was a touch emotional packaging up the trophy, and I have felt some separation anxiety since. Thank you, Meat Eater Crew, for having me be part of the show. You have no idea how much this has meant to me. All right. No, thank you, Ed. That is awesome. For this amazing gift. I do have one question. Why does Yanni get like a large badge? (laughs) At the top of our trophy. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. If if you want to see the trophy, go to Instagram. Check out at Spencer New Arthur at Meat Eater. We'll post pictures of it there. At the very top of the trophy, there is a little game piece that says Giannis Butelis and has a big old eagle on it. That is because Giannis was the last winner of Meat Eater Trivia. But every name that's on the trophy also has a game piece that you guys helped me pick out without even knowing. Uh, Mm, And whenever we have a new winner, they will will get to fly their flag (laughs) on the trophy until they are unseated. I got a mountain goat. Very nice. I got a mink. I, remember, this I, is like that uh, I think I picked. Oh, did I pick a mink or an otter? Yeah, you picked yeah. a mink. That's a mink. A little mink. He's, he's burly. Yeah. He's, he's, he's been, been eating good. <laughs> so after this game of trivia, if Giannis loses, we will replace that game piece with someone else's so that everybody who sees the trophy knows who is the reigning champion. Oh, there's even one for um. Oh, Brody. Is that the Huff Buck on yours? No, <laughs> man. That's the Ranella Buck. Oh, it is. You see it. <laughs> Yeah, but there's uh, there's one for the trivia guest. We, we have never had a Big trivia foot. guest so, winner. Yeah, if you win, Bigfoot, and you get to proudly place Bigfoot up. But there. we're ready just in case. If next year when he gets a new class in, uh-huh. he might consider <laughs> a thing like that shows how many times they've played. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Tally we, marks. Yeah, ta- that's right. oh, yeah, 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 that's what we'll do. Hash marks. It could just be better. That's a great idea. Hash marks. Now, let me try to describe the size of Ed's trophy. This thing is heavier than Pete Alonzo's home run derby trophy, taller than Bo Jackson's Heisman trophy, (laughs) and wider than all of Luke Combs' CMA awards. So all this is to say (laughs) is that this is a damn big trophy and a real work of art. Now, if you want your own custom trophy, you can contact Ed, whose email address we'll put in the description of this episode. Ed is the advisor for Wildcat Manufacturing, which is the school student-run business. They will open up shop this fall and plan on selling steel fire pits, cocktail smokers, custom signs, laser engraved trophy plaques, cribbage boards, candy machines, bottle openers, fire claws, and more. Ed actually sent me one of their cocktail smokers and and turkey plaques, and both are phenomenal. If you have any custom creations you need done, I can't recommend Ed and Wildcat Manufacturing enough. Ed is awesome to work with. Their products are impeccably made, and you're supporting a good cause by doing business with a student-run business. Jeez. Well done. Bravo. That's awesome. Now, uh, we also need to shout out to Hunter Spencer here. I brought him in uh, to help with some text stuff, but it ended up being that Hunter almost designed the whole trophy and then Ed executed it. So well done to Hunter and Ed. Now, Corinne, on your game piece, did you see what that is? It's a jury call. (laughs) It's a what? 
It's a dairy call. It's the bird from Harry Potter. That's right. That's that's what uh, Corinne requested for her game piece. Instead, we gave her the dodo bird, which is what the deer claw is based off of. All right, we are now on to meat eater trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Suckers! Question one. The topic is cooking. This first great question comes to us via Peyton Snyder. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. And as always, this first question will be multiple choice. Which of these wild meats is highest in calories? Is it squirrel, black bear, bluegill, or moose? Again, which of these wild meats is highest in calories? Squirrel? Black bear, bluegill, or moose? Do you mean like flesh or an average cut that would include fat? This is what the USDA has to say. So however they grade their nutritional value. <clears throat> Didn't like that one? No. I like it. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Yes. Grin, scribbling. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying bear, Hayden saying bear. No, how do you know he's not saying bluegill? What the hell's B mean? Yeah, multiple choice. choice. A, B, C, D. Don't, going forward, we're going to write out the whole word. (laughs) Cal (laughs) saying bluegill, Dustin saying bear, Brody saying bear, Corinne saying moose, Mark saying bear, and Giannis saying squirrel. The correct answer is black bear. Ah! That's right. According to the USDA, raw black bear meat has 161 calories per 3.5 ounce serving. How could you guys not put that together? It's like they got a ton of fat. Yeah. So does a squirrel, Steve. No, it doesn't. (laughs) You you ever hear of being starving, like rabbit starvation? There's a term for it. What is the term? Yeah, that's right. That's how you can starve to death eating rabbits? Yeah, rabbit wasn't on there. It was like flesh like a rabbit, though. <laughs> squirrel comes in at 120 calories. <laughs> oh, so squirrel was number so two. Cocky. Moose, <laughs> moose at 103, and bluegill at 89. Squirrel scores better than moose. It does. Hmm. Now, I've consider- seen a shitload of black bears, and I'll tell you, not every black bear is fat. Mm-hmm. Right. right? I mean, fatter than a bluegill. I, I, all I'm saying is <laughs> I got <Yeah>. it right. <laughs> Carnivore diet, fish flesh Uh has a super high fat to protein ratio. What'd you put down? Bluegill. The room did pretty well. Super subjective. That's true. Steve is just smitten over there. After after one. I feel like going and getting them bag with badass boots and pulling them them boots on, man. (laughs) We're on to question two. The topic is fishing. In 1998. Congress voted to make this body of water the sixth Great Lake, but the status was removed 18 days later after a nationwide uproar. In 1998, Congress voted to make this body of water the sixth Great Lake, but the status was removed 18 days later after a nationwide uproar. Well, if it ain't ain't multiple choice, I ain't got a prayer. (laughs) There are five Great Lakes, but at one time, for 18 days, there were six. I think I got it, Spencer. I think you think you got it, but you didn't get it. Ooh. Oh, that was a good little hint. Let me think. 
I would have said that either way, regardless of the question. Oh, you would? You yeah. weren't? That wasn't a hint? No. Does everybody have an answer? No. Well, I'll tell you what it should have been. Mm-hmm. So will I. <laughs> <laughs> Again, looking for the sixth Great Lake that existed for 18 days in 1998. Yanni, we're running out of time. Sorry. 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 I wonder what Sorry. the economic benefit to having a body of water called a Great Lake is. You That's are uh, you are setting the table nicely for the follow-up factoid. Thank you, Cal. Mm. I'm ready. I'm going to have you reveal your answers in your, three. Your, your tip. Two. One. We have Steve saying Lake St. Clair. Hayden saying Tahoe. Cal without an answer. Nothing. Dustin without an answer. Brody saying Lake St. Clair. Corinne without an answer. Mark saying Lake St. Clair. Giannis without an answer. Nobody got it correct. The correct answer is Lake Champlain. Oh! Lake Champlain. Why do people have a shit fit about that? Here's what happened. A routine funding bill was created in 1998 that would provide $300 million to research centers near the Great Lakes. Mm. But Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy slipped a sentence into the final bill that also declared Lake Champlain as the sixth Great Lake, and it passed with no one noticing. The New York Times that broke is some the- classic pork barrel. <laughs> That's what gives pork barrel a bad connotation. The New York Times broke the story shortly thereafter, bringing national attention to the issue. Predictably, policymakers were furious with Leahy and had Champlain's Great Lake status rescinded just 18 days later. Hmm. That's a good little tidbit. Good I thought the uh, obvious answer that people would move with is uh, Lake of the Woods. I thought maybe folks would have. Uh, the Great Lakes I thought St. Clair. I mean, it's connection. Champlain yeah, isn't really either. St. Clair is a very good question. answer. Let's move on. <laughs> no one got us on that. I don't know mad. Great Lakes. No one got it. I'm not mad. So it's like. We're on to question. But you're from a Great Lakes state. Kind of. Like Michigan? Kind of. A little sliver. Just uh... The topic is conservation. How many days is the drying period before antlers, horns, or skulls are officially scored by Boone and Crockett or Pope and Young? Dustin, you get this wrong, we're going to throw you out of the room. I think I might know this one. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you putting this in the conservation category because you had to say Boone and Crockett or Pope and Young? Yeah, those are conservation organizations I that agree. started to uh, like track big game antler growth and horn growth, things like that. So, yeah, I think it's a conservation question. I'm with you, Cal. I'm with you. I feel you. I know. It's I feel you, but it's like it's, this. This is a criticism I brought up a hundred times. I gave up. <laughs> Listen, if we're gonna make, know, know no if we're gonna make a board game that has three thousand questions, this has got these. I, I don't have a problem with this included. one, Spencer. I All think right, you're right. You, in bro. Bro. I, I love this. My one. issue. Does everybody have an answer? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying 120, Hayden saying 60, Aww. Cal saying 100, Dustin saying 60, Brody saying 60, Corinne saying 60, Mark saying 60, Giannis saying 60. The correct answer is 60. I don't think that's long enough. No. Let him go three years. <laughs> I think it should be 120. I was putting out what it should be. Now, this rule also <laughs> applies to deadheads. One of the most extreme examples is a dead bighorn sheep that was found in, El- in an Alberta snowdrift in 2014. It originally green scored at over 209 inches, which at the time would have made it the world record. But after the 60-day drying period, it shrank four inches and caused it to fall to sixth in the record books. Wow. That's really something. So that's why this exists. Why do they attribute, like, wh- why did it, sh- it was in a snowbank and they said it had so much moisture in it that the 60 days swelled. dried it out. Like, yep. like, is it like, uh, the circumference? I wonder if, 
Like, I wonder what measurements shrink the most. I imagine it's not getting longer. It's probably just losing mass. Yeah. What'd you have, Brody? 60. Son of a Now, Dustin, did your deer shrink at all after the 60 days? Mm-mm. Not an inch. Nope. That's great. Well, a lot of guys tell me what you do is you age them in a bucket of That's water. That's right. Oh, but they, there are very specific rules about it has to be like at room temperature. It has yeah, to be in a dry environment. Uh, folks are very passionate about making sure that standard is met. Yep. Did anybody like give you a hard time about that? Mm-mm. And so you just like stored it right in your living room or what? I just had it in the barn. Yeah. In the barn? Yeah, I just had it in the barn. That's locked awesome. Up. Had it locked up in the barn. You didn't try gluing a couple more tines on there? <laughs> I should have tried, I guess. Or knock that little yeah, kicker the off. Kicker off. <laughs> knock the little kicker off. Were you nervous for that 60 days? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. that's all I was thinking about. <laughs> Spencer, I just what's learned up? that a buddy of mine is the new world record Sitka black-tailed deer holder. Oh, oh, that's yeah. cool. And uh, that happened, and he shot the deer. Left it with his friend in Alaska. About 10 years later, his buddy's like, I'm going to get this scored. And he just found out that he is the world record, non-typical Sitka Blacktail deer. But I'm only a- impressed if he didn't shoot it on Kodiak. I, I want to say he was on Sitka. It's, it's a non-typical. Oh. Uh, and the bases on it are... Like as round, a big round as this microphone, like five inch base. You gonna write yeah. an article it's about crazy. that one, Spencer? I don't know. I like the idea that he did the three thousand day drying period, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that thing was <laughs> bone dry. Run question four. The topic is biology. This next great question comes to us via Ryan Nicoletti. Uh, this is the only person so far that we've used two questions from. Thank you, Ryan. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Known as the Texas speed bump. This is one of the only animals in the world that carries leprosy. Known as the Texas speed bump, this is one of the only animals in the world that carries leprosy. You're wrong, Karan. <laughs> I remember talking about this in Texas. Oh. What's, the, what's the Harry Potter name? <laughs> hey, did, did you know the last one, Karan, because you, you were researching the Huffbuck? Because I talked to yeah. Justin. Oh, you got that right? It was it was in the document, Steve. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, had a, I, I had a backup question in case that specific thing came up. We didn't need to use the backup question, but I was, was prepared, and it never did. Oh, yeah, I got you. Does everybody have an answer? Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. What do you got, Brody? I got an answer. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying armadillo, 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 armadillo. Everybody got it right. The correct answer <laughs> got it. is armadillo. Other animals that have been known to carry leprosy include chimpanzees and red squirrels. Although the disease is quite common in armadillos, the CDC says the odds of a human getting it are incredibly low because about 95% of people have natural immunity. You should have left out the Texas speed bump thing. It's too. It's like a cutesy thing. You're like, nah, no shit. It's going to be an armadillo. But what do you, you want me to say what's one of the only animals in the world that carries leprosy? Yeah. But that's like uh, pretty subjective. Okay, you should have said uh, whatever the hell. I thought of something. I would have said a tiger or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the speed, Question the speed five. <laughs> the topic is woodsmanship. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. How many leaves does poison ivy have? Oh, shoot. How many leaves does poison ivy have? It doesn't have? make any sense. It absolutely makes sense. 
Well, like, if you took a poison ivy plant and figured out where its terminus and beginning is and counted how many this... leaves it had. It's just the way the question's worded. It's yeah. stupid. You could have framed the question a little better, Spencer. This is the episode where we're just going to pick on Spencer. Is, is, is it like, I know we just announced weekly, but are you running out of good questions? <laughs> oh, no. Nobody would disagree with this. Oh, come on, Steve. I know what you you're know going at, but it's a stupid question. If I said, how many needles are around my Christmas tree? Not even close do to people the mean? <laughs> do people mean... Do I have to count up every needle on the Christmas tree or have to be like, oh, it's a three needle pine. So it's three or a five needle pine. You got an answer yet? Yeah. Does everybody have an answer? <laughs> I guess. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying three, 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 three. The whole room got it right. The correct answer is three. Still a stupid question. But they could have 216. Right? It's a big plan. Yeah. You could, you, uh, who knows? <laughs> Highly variable. There's even there's That's even right. the rhyme that yeah, whatever uh, it would be, it'd be divisible by three. <laughs> Leaves of three, let it be. Have you ever heard that one? No. Leaves, Leaves of three, three let, let it be. be. Now, I am part of the 15% of Americans that are immune to poison ivy. Oh, but uh, if you're part of the other 85%. <laughs> then you should check out Mark Kenyon's 2019 article on TheMeatEater.com called How to Identify, Avoid, and Treat Poison Ivy. It'll tell you everything you need to know about this itchy plant. Well, the plant's not itchy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is poison ivy itchy? But Giannis, if you could talk to poison ivy, it would be like, the worst thing about being poison ivy? Now, Giannis, you just had like a brutal run-in with I poison itch ivy, constantly. Right? Poison oak, yes. Oh, poison mm -hmm. oak. Are you going to elaborate or No. Oh, I mean, I could. It, it was, it was, yeah, bad. Lasted months. Haven't you? Don't geneticists think that poison oak and poison ivy are the same? Isn't that a thing? No, they I think look, it's the same kind of like different. oil or whatever. Yeah, oh, I thought there was something. I thought something where they that that it was. It, they're like phenotypes. I'll have to look it up. Put that in a future question. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. Third place uh, with two points is Cal. Then we have Corinne, Dustin, Giannis, and Steve, all with three points in second place. And then in first place, tied for first place, all with four points, Brody, Hayden, and Mark. Oh. Anybody's game. Hey, everybody. I'm talking here about Montana Knife Company from our very own state of Montana. This company was founded by one of the most experienced master bladesmiths in the world, Josh Smith, who, over recent months, I've become friends with. And my God, have I learned a lot about knives from this guy. Just a phenomenal hometown company that makes world-renowned knives. Josh has been making knives for 30 years. You get one of these knives up and open it, it is sharp like something that came from outer space. And here's the deal. They make knives that can be sharpened. You can work on these knives. If you don't want to work on them, you send it to them and they'll work on it. They'll get it sharp. Phenomenal hunting knives. If you want to see them in action, we just did, uh, me and uh, John Hayes, the taxidermist, just did a video about how to properly skin a black bear. Um, watch that video. And in that video, you'll see Montana Knife Company knives in action. MKC products usually sell out in minutes of being released, which is true. But now for the first time, they're dabbling with having knives in stock on their site. So right now you can grab yourself a Blackfoot 2.0 or the Ultralight Speed Goat. 
Use code MEATEATER and you get 10% off your first order. Montana Knife Company. Working knives for working people. 10% off with the code MEATEATER. That's a good deal. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, meaning you put them on, they feel great. Little or no break in, period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Just ask my buddy Chili, who's been slipping around in his Tacova boots, talking about how great he feels in them. He loves them. Yeah, Steve, they're very comfortable. They're very fashionable, and I enjoy wearing mine around the office and anywhere I go around Bozeman. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And find your new favorite pair of boots today. Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition of eating, you know, some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid and it was a big deal. Organ meats were always prized by frontier people who knew the importance of getting a lot of different minerals and nutrients. And as often is the case, those guys were on to something because organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. And you can get the same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from heart and soil made exclusively from regeneratively raised grass-fed and finished cattle heart and soils unique freeze-drying process means all those important nutrients are trapped in ensuring you experience every one of the benefits of nature's superfood in a clean convenient taste-free capsule find out more at heartandsoil.co and make sure to use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. That's heartandsoil.co. Use the code MEATEATER. We're on to question six. The topic is public lands. This next great question comes to us via Michael Patek. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. What type of federal public land has the most visitors per year? I'll give you a hint. It's not the National Park Service. What type of federal public land has the most visitors per year? And the answer is not the National Park Service. Oh. You got to run that TikTok noise for a long time, so I got to think this through. Is this total number of visitors? Yeah, what would be the other option? I don't know. Option? Like, don't Children know. count the same as adults. No, it's, I'm just... Uh, but it's you like, do like number of days. I wish I could take Spencer outside and ask him a couple questions because <laughs> Well, I know because the park service Yeah, they they manage the blank. Yeah. I think would, that would mean that's part of the National Park Service, though. I don't think you can call I'm that. I'm not separate. gonna say anymore. There might be a real problem. I will when he tell gives you the this. answer. <laughs> and I am gonna have an absolute shit fit. The answer <laughs> is not the National Park Service. 
What type of federal public land has the most visitors? I'm going to have an absolute shit fit. Does everybody have an answer? Yes. Wait, no. Hayden, you're running out of time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying the national, what do do you got here? Monument National Forest. Oh, no, that was my answer. No, this. National Forest. Hayden saying BLM. Cal saying USDA. Dustin saying state. state. Brody saying national forest. Corinne saying national forest. Mark saying national forest. Giannis saying BLM. The correct answer is Army Corps of Engineers, which nobody got. Because they drive over the bridges? Well, the, the reservoirs, I suppose. The Army Corps of Engineers, mm. who manages many of America's major water bodies, has about 370 million visitors per year. That's followed by the National Park Service at 331 million, U.S. Forest Service at 148 million, and BOR at 90 million. Do you know what I was going to have a shit fit about? If it was like refuges or if something? If you were going to say monuments. Mm. It was not. Because those are administered by mostly Park Service. Again, Army Corps of Engineers. It's a great question. No one got it right. It's the first good question of the day. We're on to question seven. The topic is hunting. It was a phenomenal question. Now, I know you're not going to like this one. <laughs> the, the Outdoor Channel acquired the rerun rights to Duck Dynasty in 2016. What network did it originally air on before that? The Outdoor Channel acquired the rerun rights to Duck Dynasty in 2016. What network did it originally air on before that. Oh, I, I, I cockily wrote my answer down. Hmm. Does everybody have an answer? TV I think I got it too. Is there like a specific amount of time you're allowed? Or you just go by feel? Just feel. <laughs> I think that's Steve right. saying, hurry up. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying A and E, Hayden saying E, Cal saying, <laughs> what are we saying, Cal? ESPN. ESPN. Dustin saying A and E, Brody saying the History Channel, Corinne saying TLC, Mark saying Travel Channel, and Giannis saying A and E. What what Brody put? Oh, sweet. Well, the correct answer is A&E. That's all right. We're tied now. Yeah, well, that's that's where I want to be. Duck Dynasty aired on A&E for 11 seasons between 2012 and 2017. The season two finale was a Christmas special that became the most watched A&E episode in network history, a record the show ended up breaking three more times. I saw one episode while I was sick in a hotel room in Vegas Uh during SHOT Show, and uh, well, Phil... Described uh, this. Phil the engineer? No, Phil uh, Robertson described a dispute he was having with his neighbor over a barking dog. And his. Uh, Whose dog was barking? Phil's dog. Okay. And his explanation was just that the dog was happy to be an American living in America. Oh. And I thought that was great. And I never, never watched another episode. <laughs> but, the show, but the show didn't have anything to do with hunting. Uh, I mean, they shot. They, they didn't like show guys shooting ducks. It was kind of like a soap opera, wasn't they, it? Like yeah, they, it was a spinoff yeah. off of Duck Commander, which Very then became connection to Strut the, Commander the category. and Buck Commander. We'll get another scoreboard update after this. The topic is cooking. The world champion squirrel cook-off is held every year in what state? Oh, my. The world champion squirrel cook-off is held every year in what state? 
We've even been invited. Yep. yep. I'm just gonna guess. Ain't got a clue. Can we get a multiple choice? Yeah. Yeah, 50 choices. <laughs> yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> Alaska. Again, the world champion squirrel cook-off is held every year in what state? Does everybody have an answer? No. <laughs> Put a state. Do you know it, Brody? I don't. Like, I, 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 yeah, we'll see. Oh, me and you are close. <laughs> Yanni? I was going to say that, too. That's what I was thinking, I was too. Son of a bitch. I even had, like, a T-shirt about it. Everybody that... reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Missouri, Hayden saying Missouri, Cal saying Virginia, Dustin saying Arkansas, Brody saying Mississippi, Corinne saying Arkansas, Mark saying Missouri, Yana saying Mississippi. We do have a right answer in the room. It is Arkansas. Dustin, coming in on the scorecard, Let's man. go. Let's go. Our, <laughs> very, our very own Clay Newcomb covered the competition in 2019. The teams who won first, second, and third were generous enough to share their recipes with Clay, which you can find on TheMeatEater.com. If you want to learn how to make their award-winning squirrel tacos, squirrel dumplings, and squirrel enchiladas, then go to our website and type in winning recipes from the World Champion Squirrel Cook-Off. Hey, you know when you do like listener feedback and corrections up top? Mm -hmm. How come we didn't do where I wrote in about how you pronounce Jaguar? <laughs> uh, I, we're, we're backed up on that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I do pronounce that wrong. I've noticed that. I say uh, Jaguar. Folks, Jaguar. Folks who uh, like talk about sports, uh, it's like very common for someone to say Jacksonville Jaguars. But when you, when you hear it, <laughs> that's how I say it. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, Jaguars. Like that, the, Jaguars. the worst offenders are people who talk about sports and say Jacksonville Jaguars and have just been exposed to it so much, I can't, I can't help it. It's Jaguar. That's what I say. Jaguar. Jaguar. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. We have two questions left. All right. Uh, everyone is still in it except for Cal. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Swing for the fences. That's my job. <laughs> but tied for second place, we have Brody, Corinne, Hayden, Giannis, Mark, and Steven. And first place is Dustin Huff. Whoa! With five points. We have never had a trivia <laughs> guest winner. This might be the first time. I had one out of 50, and I just picked Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Two questions left. This is question nine. The topic is conservation. This next great question comes to us via Mike Steffen. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeatie.com. This animal was removed from the endangered species list in 1987 and can now be hunted in nine southern states. What is it? This animal was removed from the endangered species list in 1987 and can now be hunted in nine southern states. Southern states. What is it? Nine southern states. I don't know. Can he be hunted in any northern states? Not giving any feedback. This animal was removed from the endangered species list in 1987, can now be hunted in nine southern states. I might be having me a shit fit about something in a minute, man. Nine southern states. Not northern states. <laughs> I believe I said southern. Southern, yep, I said southern. Southern states. Those are states where you can't ice fish, Steve. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? You got an answer written down there? I got one. Okay, we need you to keep up this pace. Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying, what do we got? Oh, Cormorant? No. 
Hayden saying alligator. Cal saying oh, alligator. I said a bird. Dustin saying pheasant. Never said a bird. Brody oh, saying well, alligator. I thought he said a bird. Nowhere did I say a bird. Oh, I want to put that down. <laughs> Nobody said bird. It's al- Corinne saying dove. Mark saying sandhill crane. Yana saying black bear. It's this. The correct answer is the American alligator. Dude, you said bird. I never said bird. Son of a bitch. What'd you write, Brody? <laughs> Comes down oh to the last. We are down to our last question. Phil, one more scoreboard update. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We've got Brody, Dustin, and Hayden now all tied for first with five points. And then Corinne, Giannis, and Mark, and Steve with four. So if yeah. I had listened on, properly, if I had been listening you'd, as on, intently as I was talking, you'd be t- <laughs> I'd be tied for first. <laughs> that is correct. That's going to put a big asterisk. <laughs> no, <next> would be. <laughs> would be. <laughs> the last question, the topic is fishing. This California city has a knot named after it that was invented by offshore tuna anglers who tied it on heavy iron jigs. This California city has a knot named after it that was invented by offshore tuna anglers who tied it on heavy iron jigs. Has a what named after it? A, a knot, knot, like a fishing knot. K N O T. I'm going to disappoint you. Oh, give me a second. I know. Really? It's like one of two things. I'm pretty what sure the hell I'm is... the wrong. Let's thing. not give so... any hints. This California city has a knot named after it that was invented by offshore tuna anglers. There's a lot on the line here. We may go to a tiebreaker with like four or five folks. I got a wicked sunbird and blood knot, California. <laughs> <laughs> Did some unspeakable things there. Can, it does, can I? Can, is it? Does it work if I just dr- tie the knot? <laughs> no. Again, looking for the California city that has this not named after it. Does everybody have an answer? Is it a California city? Hey, you can't I hope be so. like changing this late in the game. Come on. The clock's still ticking. Literally. Ah. Or is everybody good? Marcus, you look like you're thinking real yeah, hard. I'm just trying to think of a better answer than what I have. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying, let me let's see it. I, can, I, don't, I didn't write it, but I can tie it. What you, what's your answer? Palomar. Steve says Palomar. Hayden says Palomar. Cal saying Palomar. The Dustin Sacramento. saying Sacramento. <laughs> Brody saying the Santa, Santa Barbara. Corinne Barbara. <laughs> saying Malibu. Mark Malibu saying San guy. Diego. And Giannis saying San Diego. We do have a correct answer in the room. Do you guys have any guesses as to who it is? Palomar. The correct answer is San Diego. San Diego. Oh, yeah. It is the San Diego. Is Palomar even a town in California? <laughs> no, but I think it is a mountain. Now, the it is the San Diego Jam or the San Diego Knot. Where does that leave us, Phil? Spencer, I got to point out that score? I could not have tied that for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, this leaves us with a five-way Whoa. tie between Brody, Dustin, Hayden, Giannis, and Mark. Wow. Game on, Dude, suckers. This has oh, never hold happened. Hold on, Steve's not in it. No, because I was too busy <laughs> talking. This is getting not crazy. Not listening to the question. This is getting crazy. <laughs> okay, repeat one more time. Who for, is you left? At, for you at home, Steve is taking off his earphones. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking out. He's walking out. Sweat no, running I'm down. I'm my own worst enemy, man. I'm my own worst enemy. I just need to focus on playing and not try to play Spencer's game too, man. <laughs> One more time. Who do we got going to the tiebreaker? Brody, Dustin, Hayden, Giannis, and Mark. Incredible. Never been done before in trivia. Dustin, big time. 
Phil, do we have a, a, a tiebreaker? You know, Spencer, we will win it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> tiebreaker. tiebreaker. If you ain't first, you're last. I mean, that doesn't make any sense at all. You first, you're last. You, you can be second. You can be third, fourth. Hell, you can even be fifth. The topic for the tiebreaker is hunting. The heaviest turkey in NWTF's <laughs> record books <laughs> yeah, you know, I was, just was killed by <laughs> David Cody Guess in Kentucky in 2015. How much did it weigh? The heaviest <laughs> turkey as as the to the nearest one. <laughs> so the way you will write your answer is point something. So you'd write 5.5, not 5 pounds and 8 ounces. Way you'd write 5.5. So I got it right, 62.0? <laughs> yes. Again, the heaviest turkey in NWTF's record books. Now, they go to two decimal places. So write your answer to do two decimal places. Killed in Kentucky in 2015. How much did it weigh? We may have Mark take a victory on his first ever episode. We may have Dustin, who is representing every trivia guest that's ever joined us, <laughs> who has never won <laughs> taking victory. Hey, Brody's an old head. That wouldn't be very interesting if he won. <laughs> Hayden be has never won either. And Giannis, who would be going for his third victory. Hey, did uh, Tommy Edson already come on and play? No, he hasn't been no. here yet. According to him, he wins every game. Does everybody have I'm an answer? I'm waiting for you, Tommy. I do. That was oh, when I played at home. Pulled it out of the hat. Go ahead and reveal your answers. Ooh, cow. We have Hayden saying 31.61 pounds. Dustin saying 37.86. Brody saying 39.25. Mark saying 32.25. Giannis saying 39. Now, one of you is within a pound. Not? Oh, way, co way closer to a pound. Just come not in it. You're not counting it? Hold, hold up your answers one more time here. Let, let me see them. Somebody is within 0.2 of the correct answer. Wow. Steve, who do you think it is? Yanni. You think it's Yanni? <laughs> and the winner is Dustin. <laughs> the correct answer was 37.61. Oh, he was damn near on the nose. Well done, Dustin. The man can sing, he can kill big deer, and he's damn smart. Dude, how do you think I passed high school? Now, Dustin, our winner gets to choose where the $500 donation from Meat Eater will go. So who are you going to give you? You can pick outside of that, too. I can. Laws are involved in, in, in wildlife conservation. Well, shoot. We'll just do the National Deer Association. Oh, that's right. That's great. There you go. How's that? That is Unbelievable perfect. game, man. Unbelievable game. Well played. Well, I about put 40-something, but I was like, let's go 30-something. That was well a phenomenal game. Done. That was a great you know, performance. That, that was a lot of pressure, but um, as we heard from the earlier podcast, Dustin is uh, comfortable in high-pressure situations. Yeah, and listen right. up. Big moment. And, and he was playing across He was playing across a pretty big variety of subject matters there. I was nervous. That was. Yeah. Would you yeah. like to uh, replace Giannis up there? Yes. And this Thank is you. it's a stacked field that he's playing against. Oh, it's it's yeah. not like he's got Clay Newcomb and, uh, you know, whoever else in here. <laughs> whatever other dumb birds we know. <laughs> yeah. 
Throw your initials on the back of that guest. That's button. my marker. We should do that. Yeah. You need a sharp. We, grab a sharp. Can, can we make this the huff buck now? Need <laughs> <laughs> space for other people. Though. Well done, Dustin. Thank you for joining us, Mark. Thanks for coming. Join us next time on another round of Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Well, Dustin won. <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. Appreciate it. That was phenomenal performance, Dustin. I'm I'm very deeply impressed, man. That's even more impressive. Come in cold well, off the street, dude. Come in from Not even know what it is that's going on. <laughs> man, man. Anybody can shoot a world record. I know. Yeah, yeah. Dude's got it all, man. <laughs>